0: This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. And the funny part too, I want to get your take on this before we move on, is I swear the NHL has the best mascots because oh, they really embrace their personality as a mascot. The mascot hate and love is the most diehard I've seen it out of any sport. And I've covered the NFL for almost 10 years. Sure. Would you agree?
1: hundred <laughs> percent. I think again, yeah, Um, the the mascot game in the NHL again by far is superior to all of the other sports because how engaged they are with the fan base, um, how they're like you said, their personalities reflect the team and the fan base. I immediately think of gritty. Uh, you know, he I think you know, like he's a perfect example. Even Thunderbug is is super zany and just in your face and just they make the atmosphere fun, right? And so, mm-hmm. but they take it to umpteenth levels. Gritty is a perfect example of that bug. This year, especially taking things up a notch. Um, and I'm excited to engage with all of them. I've had the opportunity now a few times to engage with them, um, but they really do enhance the the game experience. And I love the fact that all of the, the teams that have embraced their mascots have, have really pushed their mascots and they've all become their own a celebrity, if you will. So when you get them all together in one spot, you have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> and I saw that at All-Star last year when we were literally in the middle of a break, me and Katie Marie, and all of them came charging at us and their confetti and the silly <laughs> really string to get anything to get us off of our game. And it came out of nowhere. And it was all of them. So <laughs> we got bombarded in the middle. I mean, but that's what they want. That's what the league wants. They just want organized chaos at these events. And that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to get.
0: I love that you described it that way, organized chaos. Yeah. We love good chaos. Now, we've talked about skills. We've talked about NHL All-Star Week. But honestly, there's a bigger conversation here. It's the 12 consecutive home wins mm. of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Um. And, you know, anybody who watches hockey all season long knows that this is, this is the turning point. This is where you really have to evaluate where a team sits out of these 12 consecutive wins. What was the most electrifying game for you? Uh, that could either be like, had you unable to exhale until that final buzzer or just the fans, you know, the sellout at Emily arena has been tremendous.
1: Oh yeah, we're over three hundred plus continuous sellouts, and again, when you when you have a consistently good product like the Lightning have had for the last decade, I mean that just goes hand in hand. Um, yeah. But yeah, to to uh, I mean, really the the Boston game, um, you know, the fact that we kind of now, I mean, set off a a, a losing streak, if you will, uh, for Boston, who has just been absolutely destroying. Yeah. It Three, losses. Three straight L's that started with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, that was probably the most intense game, again, because we know uh, how it is when Boston comes to town, right? But their fans are rabid, and their fans will do everything to get their hands on tickets. And so we saw that for that particular game, that it was pretty much a 50-50 house at Amelie. Yeah. And it was probably, out of all the games this season so far, that was most like a playoff atmosphere. It was intense. The game was intense. There was fights. It got chippy. Our fans were loud. Their fans were trying to cheer with the Let's Go Bruins, and our fans would come right back in and shut them down. I mean, it was like that the entire game it was like that. So that playoff intensity was there. It was unmatched. Again, the 12-game streak right now at home, I think that was the culmination of – all the hard work that the guys have been putting in to try to figure out the different line combinations, and we've had some injuries, and you know guys that have had to fill in, you know, for guys that have been out. And I really think now, you know, coming into the break, we are really clicking. We're gelling right now. Mm-hmm. The way we do. I, I still don't think we've played our best hockey yet, and yep. that's part of the process. You lose some guys, and you have to add some um, some figures into the mix, and. I think that's kind of where we're at at this point of the season, and I definitely think that that Boston game so far has been the one of this 12-game homestand that really sticks out the most, is, has been the most intense, um, and is showing the grit and the heart of our team right now.
0: Yeah, it was insane. At some point, you couldn't even tell who was cheering for whom because right. the, it was split down so the loud. middle. It was like, yeah. am, I, am I hearing Bruins or am I bolts? This is terrifying. Yeah, but it was loud. it's funny – because it takes me to a conversation. Because um, we also have a Bucks podcast, and mm-hmm. a lot of guys that we were interviewing towards the end of the season, there they were like, "Please stop selling your tickets to yeah. opposing fans. You can't." Yeah. And then somebody asked me, "Do I think that there were season ticket holders or anybody for for Bolts that was just selling their tickets to Bruins fans?" And I'm like, "There's no way. I think that that many Bostonians or you know Boston fans just happen to live." in hockey town um, because I don't picture like bolts ever giving away their tickets unless they actually cannot make it. So the atmosphere was insane. It was hard to make out Boston Bruins bolts. And I wish that we can get, or I hope we get a chance to get that going again. But you mentioned the lines. I'm a big fan of the Cooper shuffle. Um, yep. I also love when he just does it, throws the lines in the blender in the middle of the game and, and sees what sparks come about sure. the line. That's kind of, that's drawing the most attention to me in these last three games, particularly is that Ross Colton, Nick Paul and Pat Maroon line. I loved Nick Paul at center. Now they threw him out left. You got Colton working in the middle and then isn't Patty left-handed working on the right side, which has kind of always been his thing.
1: Right. But again, I mean, again, I think that just goes to the coaching staff and, and Cooper, um, you know, like you said, It's a chess match, right? We all know this. It's just like in football, too, and in most sports, it becomes a chess match, and it's about adjustments. It's about looking at how uh, the gameplay is going, whether that's in the first period, second, or heading into the third, and I think Coach Cooper is a mastermind when trying to figure out balances and strengths and trying to figure out if this isn't working or this player is not matched up well against this rush he adjusts and he has no there's no necessarily rhyme or reason that we'll ever understand with his way of thinking but he's gotten Mm -hmm. us to this point for a reason right so Mm -hmm. you're always going to see those quirky line combinations and when they work they are remarkable and you see Mm -hmm. things and guys that you may not have saw like you said in a different position on the line and that's just, that's just who Cooper is. And he knows his guys so well, and he knows where they're going to be best suited to have the most success. And that's what good coaches do. And yes. again, even Perbix the other night with the three assists, like, I just yes. feel like the piece, and that's been the biggest concern, I think for bolts fans and bolts nation is when we lost, you know, Ryan McDonough, we lost Jan Ru, we lost pieces to the puzzle. And then everybody mm-hmm. freaks out because they're like, how are we ever going to replace this person? But has Julian Brisebois not proven himself at this point to know when we lose a certain piece of the puzzle that he's going to find the right piece? And it may not happen right away. And you may not understand the method to the madness, but there's always a reason for it. And you may not understand it right away. But then when it starts to show and rear and you're like, wow, like, did you you see that? And like he passed it because (laughs) that's the that's the the word I'm looking at, the experiments, right? He's trying to experiment to figure out what's going to be the best result. And that takes time. It doesn't happen in one game. It's going to happen over a few games. It's going to happen over a few shifts. And so Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, we're at the halfway point, so to speak, of the season. And I think we're now starting to see where some of these combinations are working and against which teams. Because again, every team is different. Every talent level is different. So Cooper, Brisebois, the whole coaching staff. I mean, again, I feel like that's, why we thrive and why we're so good is because they do that so well. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. Because you said the name that I've been so high on for months now and it's Nick Perbix, but it could be yeah. biased. I feel like this organization does so well at finding these guys that they Let's 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 put it this way. Let's paint a funky picture here. When girls try to search for potential in a guy, the potential is never exposed, and they wasted their time. The Lightning right. don't have that problem. The right. Lightning see the potential in somebody, and it actually goes somewhere. So we right. talked with Ed and Cena last week about Nick Purvix, and it was like, look, they were just bringing him in because Bogosian was hurt. You know, people were freaking out over McDonough being gone, and like, yep. you know, how are we going to re-solidify the pairings and defense here? And, and Purvix was just kind of supposed to be a plug-in, and then he turns mm. into be. I want to say that guy. He's yeah. fearless offensively. He's so strategic. He's smart. He actually plays chess in his off time once upon a time. That's fantastic, in my opinion. So right. the element of surprise is always there in these players. It's just mm-hmm. finding that moment, and then they flourish from there. Herbic's having a three-point night. I couldn't have been more excited for the guy, and I think that he's beyond just getting started.
1: I do, too. And, and again, um, it's the I don't want to say the diamond's in the rough, but I feel like our staff, our scouts, they're looking for certain things in players that they see the potential. We may not see it right away with some of these guys. Like you said, Perbic's supposed to be a fill-in guy because Bogo, we had a situation and that's what it was supposed to be. But they saw something that we never would see. And now you're starting to see that flourish because he's been put in a situation that hopefully breeds success. And for him, as a skilled player that he is – he may not have found that in a previous team or on a previous line, but he's finding mm-hmm. that nucleus and finding that uh, congruency here with these guys. And you never know. You never know when that diamond in the rough is all of a sudden going to turn into a star. And I think we're mm-hmm. starting to see the development of Perbix with our team. And you're starting to see how skilled and how great of a player and how smart of a player he really is.
0: Yeah. You can never appreciate hockey IQ more than when you just see it flourishing on the ice. And, and that's Nick perfects in my opinion, which kind of takes us over to another congratulations co-host of the block party. All, I mean, Tampa Bay fans love this podcast, but even like hockey fans in general love this podcast because in my personal opinion, covering hockey for four years, being a fan outside of it, um, you know, it doesn't get enough of a light. They're just now getting there. People are just starting to get an idea for the, how much personality or how funny and great, yeah. these guys genuinely are. And we is is this sport. It's no I, it's we. And no matter what questions you ask, it comes back to we.